0: Well, it's official. Kirill Kaprizov will miss three to four weeks with a lower body injury. We examine the impact, the fallout, the timetable, how the lines may look. We'll cover every angle of Kirill Kaprizov's absence on today's live edition of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a live edition of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. We react today to breaking news that Kirill Kaprizov will miss the next three to four weeks with a lower body injury suffered against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll examine the impact that will have on the lineup, the fallout, how the Wilds can manage the loss of Kaprizov in the meantime, as well as how the line combinations may look in his absence. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and the news we were hoping we didn't have to hear finally came today, as Kirill Kaprizov's going to miss three to four weeks with a lower body injury. Obviously, this is a massive blow for the Minnesota Wild, and I guess it could have been worse. If he would be done for the rest of the year, obviously, that would be just a devastating blow. But I don't want to try to undersell how big of a loss this is for the Minnesota Wilds. The Wild have struggled to score all season. That's nothing new for anybody that has followed the team at any point throughout the season. What this does is it removes the top goal scorer for the Wilds for one. The top play driver for the Wild for two. The top power play option for three. And just up and down the line, you are taking away the biggest playmaker for this team um, on a team in which goals have been a premium uh, for this team throughout the course of the entire season. And so it's not something that the Wild are going to be able to fill with a single roster move in order to uh to offset this loss. But it is a team that is going to have to, as a team, be able to weather this storm. I want to start by talking about the timetable that was given. Uh, according to many sources, Michael Russo um tweeting out the news, The Wild releasing the news, uh a ton of sources releasing the info earlier today that Caprizoff will miss three to four weeks. And so uh, I just tried to do a little math. Three weeks from today would put Caprizoff at March 30th for a return. Four weeks from today would be April 6th. The timetable here obviously leaving a little bit of wiggle room. The Wild finished the regular season April 13th against the Nashville Predators. So even if it would go to a fifth week, let's say, that would still put Kaprizov back before the playoffs start. So this is not not a death sentence for this Minnesota Wild team. It obviously, though, is one that they are going to really need to draw together to be able to overcome. So let's say it's three weeks. That gives Kaprizov and the Wild some time to get him onto the ice in real-time action before the postseason starts. Even if it goes out four weeks, he still has some time for both him to get back up to speed and for the team to get him integrated back in uh, to team activities before the postseason would start. This is a wild team that has 37 wins. Even with the struggles to score all season, this is still a team that has played outstanding defense. They've gotten outstanding goaltending throughout most of the season. And so this is a team that is going to just have to lean further on those elements in order to come away with wins down the stretch. It's a team that has, as of right now, a 10-point lead on the Calgary Flames who are currently on the outside of the postseason picture looking in. And so I have seen on social media, and I'm not going to call anyone out uh, for having these types of thoughts because let's consider that we are talking about a Minnesota sports team here. And so it seems like every time we have something going well for us, the sports gods rip it out from under our feet. And so for people saying this is a team that's not going to be able to get it done, they're not going to be able to uh, to make any noise in the postseason, I really can't fault people for, for being frustrated with this happening at the absolute worst time for this wild team. That being said... It is a team that is just going to have to weather this as a team to uh, keep putting points on the board and keep coming away with wins as we move through the final bit of the season towards the postseason. The Wild have 17 games left. If Kaprizov missed until March 30th, that would be 10 games that he would miss. So that would leave seven games for Kaprizov to get back. Even April 6th, he still would have four. And so if that timetable holds, and that's the key piece here, if that timetable holds and is not not on the light end of the spectrum, then he's going to have an opportunity to at least – Get acclimated. But we're talking about Kaprizov, one of the absolute warriors on the ice. A guy who, even with this happening, still managed to skate to the bench uh, despite obvious discomfort to get to the bench after this happened. He's going to do everything in his power to come back from this. So, obviously, the big questions now are what the roster looks like and how the Wilds manage the loss of their most prolific scorer and prolific play driver. So, when we come back, we will talk about some of the ways that the Wilds are going to have to mitigate this as we continue today's live episode of Lockdown Wild after a word from our sponsor which for today's episode is the official sports betting partner Of locked on. That, of course, is FanDuel. And if you are looking to get in to FanDuel with the NCAA tournament starting up in short time, as well as the final push for the NBA and the NHL seasons, now is the perfect time to hop in to FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to shots, goals, and three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash lockedon. That's fanduel.com/lockedon to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On and the NBA and the NHL. Continuing today's live edition of Locked On Wild as we recap the breaking news that Kirill Kaprizov will be sidelined for 3 to 4 weeks with a lower body injury. Let's look at the lineup. Because obviously the other piece to this news is that Sammy Walker has been recalled from Iowa. So that will be how the Wild fill that spot in the lineup. And obviously, Walker himself is not going to be able to uh, fill that production. So for this Wild team, this is the opportunity. This is the critical point in the season in which those secondary scoring options are going to need to answer the bell. We've seen Marcus Foligno with a couple of goals over his last few games as he has looked more like the Marcus Foligno we've expected to see um, after battling some injuries earlier in the season. We're going to need to see some more from the Foligno, Goudreau, and Sunquist line that produced two goals against the Winnipeg Jets. We're going to need to see the promise that the Matt Boldy line with Jewel eriksson and maybe still Marcus Johansson. We're going to need to see the promise that line has shown turn into goals. This isn't going to happen overnight, and so there are going to be tight games as we've seen all season. We had tight games with Kaprizov on the ice, but this team has to treat these games as if coming back from deficits is going to be a chore because – you're going to have to really earn a lot of the opportunities on offense that you get going forward without the ability to really aggressively drive the puck into the zone. So zone possession leading to more chances, leading to more shots on net, and hopefully then more goals. It's going to be a line-by-line effort to get production to be able to fill the loss on the ice uh, that, uh, that Kaprizov's going to have. And the reason I said maybe Marcus Johansson is because I'm really, at this point, trying to figure out how this is going to play out on the top line. Because I think the most logical thing, at least in my head right now, would be to put Marcus Johansson... In that spot, and I know initially that probably does not sound like a great option, but I think Johansson is probably the—he's probably the one that's going to get the bump opposite of Zuccarello and Hartman, and so that line without Kaprizov is going to have to win their battles, like all the other lines have without uh, the benefit of everything that Caprizoff brings to the ice. So that would be how I would do it. And then after that, you put Sammy Walker in with Matt Boldy and Jewel Erickson Eck. That trio has not played together per se, and we talked about this when we looked at some of those second-line options to put in to help out Matt Boldy and Jewel Eriksson-Eck. But Sammy Walker and Matt Boldy did work well together. And so if you are trying to have the least bit of line chaos that you can, I would say probably Johansson up, Walker with Boldy and Eriksson-Eck, Foligno, Goudreau, Sundquist together – and fourth line, then at this point, still Shaw, Reeves, and Dewar. You have Brandon Duhame, who is working his way back, but he is probably still not ready. So that would be the way I would go to war, I guess, with the options at hand. Sam Steele did have a great game uh, the last time he drew in, but I, I'm not going to put him. Um, I'm not going to put him up in that top line. I don't think because it just, it worked initially and then the fall off was just spectacular and not in a good way. So I would say that's what you do offensively. Now, you're going to have to rely heavily on your defense, on your goalies, and on your penalty kill because those units will have to be better at preventing goals than they already are. They're great at it now. This defense has been really good, one of the top five in the NHL at expected goals allowed so far this season. And so you can keep – you can stick to that part of the schedule with Gustafson as your your top goalie. That hasn't changed. Penalty kill units – those have not changed. Defense, that has not changed. It's just that they are going to have to really be willing to pick up the slack uh, for this offense and are going to need to... They're going to need to make sure that uh, that they are playing on their absolute A game here over these next 10 games. And uh, just looking at some of the... Some of the other ripples here. Obviously, the power play is going to take a big hit because Kaprizov is the one guy that you have that is really capable of driving the puck into the zone. Now, Matt Boldy has has been able to do that with the power and physicality, but he doesn't have that speed element. And so it really is going to be interesting to see if this team changes stylistically what they do because here's the other part of this the drop pass I don't think that's going to work without Kirill Kaprizov back there and so setting up the power play with those drop passes I, I, I don't you're not going to have the same effect that you would with Kaprizov using his blazing speed to get in to the zone So this power play is probably going to have to also stylistically change to accommodate having to be more of a possession-type power play, and that's going to lead to some growing pains, which is also going to put more strain on the defense, on the penalty kill, on the goaltending. Those guys are going to have to be lights out over this stretch of hockey. But again, let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here in that this team has had to rely on their defense, on their goaltending, all season. The mindset needs to be that these games will not have Kaprizov to bail you out if you get off to a bad start. If you fall into a hole and are down 1 or 2 to nothing you cannot afford to have that happen because you're not going to have him to be able to just put the team on his back. And so as a team, this locker room chemistry that has been preached by Bill Guerin and by everyone on this team, this tight knit unit is going to have to really draw themselves in and understand the assignment collectively as a unit. It's not going to be easy. It hasn't been all season yet, but unless everybody fully buys into it, it's not going to work. And so this is a very challenging point of the season for the Minnesota Wilds. But as I said in the open, I do not believe this is the end because Unless Kirill Kaprizov is ruled out completely and this team is ruled out of the postseason picture, they're going to have a fighting chance. And it's just going to take additional, uh, additional fight from the rest of the lineup to be able to make it happen. Now let's look to finish at where things stand with the rest of the Western Conference playoff picture, as well as who the Wild are going to be playing now in this absence of Kirill Kaprizov. We'll do that to finish today's breaking live episode of Lockdown Wild reacting to Kirill Kaprizov's injury. More to come after this. Final segment of today's live edition of Lockdown Wild. Thank you to everybody for tuning in as we react to the news that Kirill Kaprizov will miss three to four weeks due to a lower body injury. Your three games coming up uh, for the Wilds over the weekend and into next week. It's a three-game road trip. San Jose Sharks, Arizona Coyotes, and the St. Louis Blues. I'm not saying, I can't say anymore that those games are going to be cakewalks, because they weren't earlier in the season. The Wilds have lost to both of those teams, whether it be in shootouts or just in regulation. And so you start off the post-Caprizov trip with the San Jose Sharks on Saturday. San Jose, obviously near the bottom of the standings in the in the Pacific. They are desperately trying to get themselves Connor Bedard, and so it's a team that is without Timo Meyer as well. So they are a team that clearly uh, the Wilds have more talent than even with Kaprizov out. And so this is another part of this is that the teams that you are better than even without Kirill on the ice, you can't afford to let them hang around. The Wild did that the last time they played Arizona. The Wild did that the last time they played San Jose. And so for a Sharks team that has 19 wins on the season, you just go out and you just full out run them over. And you have to fight. You have to be physical. You are going to be a slower team that is going to have to use that size and that physicality more. But you go and you punch them in the mouth, take some of this frustration that is probably aimed at the Winnipeg Jets, take it out on everybody in front of you and just bulldoze teams until he is ready to come back. You have them, you have Arizona, both teams that are just looking for reasons to lose. And so you give them a reason. But if you let these teams hang around, then it's going to get more and more difficult to be able to pick up wins during this stretch. The Blues, obviously, in a rebuild themselves, although it's ironic that they're still kind of hanging around at the end of the postseason picture. And then after that, you come back home on the 18th against Boston, the Wagons of the East. You then follow that up against Washington on the 19th. Then you go at New Jersey, at Philadelphia, home against Chicago, and home against Seattle. That brings you up to the end of the month, in which on the 29th, the Wild will head to Colorado. And so, if you can, in that stretch, and I don't even know if it's, I don't at this point know if it's feasible to win these three games, but this is where then, too, you have to just try to get... Points. If you can take one of these games to overtime and pick up a point in a game that you maybe end up losing anyway, that stuff becomes way more important during this stretch of games. But San Jose, Arizona, St. Louis, if with reacting to this news, you can win two out of those three games, I'm going to consider that a huge win. And then that home stretch with Boston and... Washington, you're way behind the eight ball with both of those teams as it is. So you're just going to have to battle and just fight and claw for every inch that you are going to get from those two teams and then just see what happens. So it's going to be a stretch that will be very difficult and will be more difficult trying to come back from deficits. So... Guys that are going to need to help carry this offensively, Marcus Felino. We've seen a stretch from Felino recently in which he has started to not only put the puck in the net, but has also started to look better than he did over the last couple of weeks. So Felino, Ryan Hartman has continued to look better on the, uh, the top line for now a, an extended stretch. He's had an extended stretch in which he has looked really good on that top line. But what does it look like with Kaprizov off of the top line? Matt Boldy, step up, young fella. Grab a few, uh, a few of those points, a few of those goals. Show us that this stretch in which goals have been very, very tough to come by for Boldy. Step up and uh, and help out. And all the new additions, too, I think, being guys that bring postseason experience and experience as to what it takes to dig deep and win games. Look to those guys, too. But, again, the, the chemistry in the locker room, I think, is going to be really key for this team to rally together, and get through this stretch without things absolutely falling apart. And so, for Jared Spurgeon, in addition to what he brings on the ice, him and Jake Middleton becoming that dominant number one D pairing, which they absolutely have to continue, you have to make sure that you keep everybody in that room together, as do Marcus Foligno, And Matt Dumba, that group of captains and alternates, keep the room together so that people don't start to kind of lose hope in the situation. And all of this to say that, yes, this is a huge blow for this wild team, and one that uh, I think is going to take a few games to really figure out what things look like with him out of the picture. But again, You've got Philip Gustafson. You've got Marc-Andre Fleury. You have a D-Core that has been very stingy uh, for the better part of the last two months. Rally together. Rally together and keep this thing afloat so that when Kirill is ready to return, that uh, momentum has not been capsized uh, as this season goes along. We'll obviously have... Way more reaction to this in the days to come as uh, as we see just how things look without Caprizov on the ice. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Thank you for everybody for tuning in for uh, a live reaction. Felt like we needed to do a live reaction uh, with this news coming down. And uh, we'll keep it rolling throughout the uh, the rest of the week, throughout the rest of the season. And, uh, we're, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna fight through this thing together. So thank you for tuning in, make sure to keep Lockdown Wild on your schedules so that you don't miss out on any of our new episodes, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, as well as on social media so that you don't miss out on any of our new episodes, breaking down any of the news that happens throughout the course of the days or weeks. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.